I'm going to tell you a story, first of all, that is loosely based on a story that Jesus told 2,000 years ago. So first I want to introduce you to the characters of my story. So the first person in my story coming up on the screen is Mr. Wise. <laughs> Looks just like Keith, yes, maybe not. A uh, bit, bit better looking, I think. Uh, <laughs> So Mr. Wise was a very sensible sort of chap and he always listened to advice and listened to what people had to tell him and he was ready to learn and he always thought things through very, very carefully and thought about what was best and so on. And Mr. Wise had a good friend and his friend was, we'll see him on the screen, Mr. Wally. Hmm. Well, I think Mr. Wally was perhaps a little bit of a Wally, but he thought he was cool. He really thought he was cool. He thought he knew everything. He wasn't prepared to listen to advice because he thought he knew best and he knew better than Mr. Wise. But Mr. Wise was still good friends with Mr. Wally. Now, one day, Mr. Wise and Mr. Wally both decided it was time for them to build a house to live in. So Mr. Wise thought very carefully about his house and how he's going to build it and he listened to advice as to where the best place to build his house was. And Mr. Wise knew that in order to build a really good house, before you can build the house upwards, before you build a house, you need to build downwards, you need to build the foundation. So he listened to advice and he made his plans. And he said, where is the best place to build my house? And he found a place with, with rocky ground, strong rocky ground. And he thought, that's a really good place to build my house. And he came with his tape measure and did all that he had to do. And he started to dig and he dug into the rock and it was Blimmin' hard work digging into rock, but he knew that that would make a really good foundation for his house. So that's where he built his house. Now, Mr. Wally, on the other hand, decided he wasn't going to listen to advice because he knew best. And he got his bucket and spade, and he thought, where's a nice, easy place to build my house, somewhere where I don't have to do too much hard work, somewhere where I don't have to dig too, too far down, because I just, well, I just want to make it easy and I want to make it nice. So he found a sandy place to build, where he could build his nice house. So they both got to work building their foundation. Now, Mr. Wally, he didn't take very long to build his foundation. And soon he was ready to build his house. Now, here comes the moment of truth. So, I'm going to have to put this down for a minute. Mr. Wally built his wonderful house. Here it is. Uh-oh. I might need some help here. Boys, anyone? Anyone like to help me with this? Would you like to bang it for me? Give it a good bang. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. You are better decorate it for me as well, will you? Put some feathers in. That's it, lovely. There we go. Right, so Mr. Wally was very proud of his wonderful house. 
Meanwhile, Mr. Wise was still busy digging down. And eventually, Mr. Wise built his house too. Here's his house. And Mr. Wise and Mr. Wally were very, very happy in their houses. And sometimes they went to tea with each other and sometimes they waved at each other out the window. And everything was really, really nice. Until one day, something happened. Now, I need another volunteer for this. Who would be, who would like to volunteer? Hmm, hmm. Okay, okay, somebody. Mm. Who's that? Who's, who's in next to you, Zephy? Jasper, Jasper, okay. Come a Jasper, come and be a volunteer. Right, you come and stand behind here, and I'll stand behind here. Right, okay. So, what happened? One day, they looked out of the window, and the skies were getting dark, and the wind started to blow, and the rain started to come down. The lightning started to flash, and the thunder started to... Yes, some good sound, on, some sound effects. Yeah, some good sound effects, please. And the rain came down hard, and the floods came up. And what happened to Mr. Wise's house? Oh, it got, it stood absolutely firm. Right, you know what you have to do, Jasper? I think so. Let's do it all again. Let's wait, 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 wait. So, the lightning flashed, the thunder roared, the rain came down, and what happened to Mr. What? what? <laughs> and again, go on a bit more. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> Thank you, Jasper. I think we've got the point. <laughs> I think we've got the message there well and truly. So, this is the story that Jesus told, or at least, as I say, a bit loosely based on it. But I wonder why Jesus told that story. See, Jesus always told stories for a reason. And I'm sure he wasn't trying to actually teach people how to build houses. What was it? Any of the children know? What do you think he was trying to teach us? Not how to build our house, but how to build what? Any ideas? Any ideas, children? What do you think Jesus was trying to teach us? How to build what, Bella? Our lives. That's right. He was teaching us how to build our lives. And he was saying, first of all, the most important thing is to dig that what? What was it? What was the most important thing before they built the house? Zephy. Dig a, dig a hole big enough. Dig the foundation. And to choose the right place. Now, I wonder who was listening to what Jack read earlier during the worship? He read something about a rock. Who was the rock in the passage that he read? Who was the rock in that passage? Anyone else? Anyone remember? Whoa, we weren't listening. Who was the rock in his passage? Zephy, who are you the only one? Say that again. Oh, I see, right, okay. It didn't, it didn't actually say Jesus. It might have said Jesus. What did it say? Jack, you read it. What did it say? Jesus, the Lord is our rock. God is our rock. Yeah, yeah, okay. Not Dwayne Johnson, no, no. Okay, so what? 
Jesus was saying to us, this is really important to build a house on something you can depend on. And the person that we can depend on is God, isn't it? He is our rock. He is the one who is there for us. And children, before you go off to your little groups now, I just want to say you're at a really exciting time in your life because you've got your whole lives ahead of you. You've got great things coming your way. You've got really good things coming your way. You've got really exciting things coming your way. But also, sometimes bad things happen too. And sometimes life is tough. And you have a you have an opportunity now while you're young to choose to build your house on the rock to allow God to be your rock to be the one that you can go to in times of trouble and Jesus said if you listen to my words and do what I say then it will be like building a house on the rock so you have an opportunity now as well to find out about Jesus and all that he's done for us and add Jesus in your life so that as you go forward you will be like this house on the rock and not like this one that falls apart when bad things happen so remember that as you go out to your groups now and have a lot of fun you're going to do some building I think with Kaz so off you go children and have a really good time okay so grown-ups <laughs> I'm sure many of us will remember that story from our own childhood. It's a sort of lovely story that we love to tell our children. And we remember that lovely old chorus we used to sing that's been around for about 100 years about the rains coming down and the floods coming up. I'm sure many of us remember that. But actually, of course, Jesus didn't tell that story for children. He did tell it for the grown-ups. So let's think what we can learn from it today. So I'm going to start by actually reading the original version to you. And I'm going to read the one from Luke's Gospel. Uh, which is slightly different from Matthew's Gospel, but I think it's uh, a good version to read. So Jesus said, I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. He is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When the flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete, just like this. So what do we learn from this story? So first of all, of course, we need to choose the right foundation. And that verse that Jack read from the Psalms is just one of many verses in the Old Testament and particularly in the Psalms that talk about God being our rock, our rock, our fortress, our shield and our defender, the one who will never let us down. And we should never lose sight of that as Christians, how blessed we are to know God as a rock in our lives. We have something maybe that other people haven't got. I remember uh, reading a little while ago a book called Wild Swans. I don't know, I'm sure some of you have read it. Well, it's one of those books that you never forget. And it was written by a Chinese lady looking back at the dif different generations of her family and, and how they grew up in China at a different stage in its, in its progression. And her father grew up 
at a time when communism was on, was on the rise. And her father was a really good man, a really principled man, and he decided to put his faith in communism. And he became quite high up in the Communist Party. And he, was, he stuck to his communist principles because he really believed in them, even to the point sometimes where he put them before the needs of his own family. Because he was, had a great faith that communism, the ideal of communism, was the way forward. And of course the sad thing was that this regime that he put his faith in then turned round to bite him. He, in the end, he was persecuted by the very regime that he gave his life to and he ended up in a concentration camp. And he died a broken, disillusioned man. And I think that was one of the saddest things I've ever read. He was a good man with a great faith, but he put his faith in the wrong thing. In contrast, we as Christians, all we need is a little bit of faith because we have a great God. That's the difference, isn't it? It's not the size of our faith that matters. It's the greatness of our God and how good he is and how dependable he is. So let's start by just rejoicing in that fact and knowing that we have a God who is our rock, our fortress, our shield and our defender. And he will always be there for us. He will never let us down. So we have a good place to start. And let's just rejoice in that and let's never lose sight of that fact. So then, knowing that, we then need to start digging, don't we? To dig that foundation. So how do we do that? Jesus said, He who hears my words, he who listens to my words, and puts them into practice is like the house on the rock. So we need to start by listening, by learning, by absorbing, by getting to know this God who we love so much. It's interesting that the, uh, the story from Matthew's Gospel, when Jesus told it, is placed right at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, which of course is three whole chapters of Jesus' teaching, which was very, very radical for the day. And at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, the people say, wow, this man has real authority. This is amazing. This is stuff we've never heard before. And Jesus took things that people already knew from the Old Testament and put his own uh, spin on it, if you like. He, he, he added to them or, or, or explained them in a new light, a new way. And Jesus brought light to the teaching from the Old Testament because his teaching was very radical and new. So we, of course, today have Jesus' words written in the Bible. So we have that resource for us. In fact, of course, we have the whole Bible, which is our resource, our word of God for today. But let's be clear here. It is a resource. It's not a rule book. I think the, some of the worst things that Christians can do is, say, is pick a random verse and say, Oh, look, you call yourself a Christian and you're not doing what it says in this verse. That's not how we use the Bible, is it? The Bible is there for us to read as a whole, to learn the truth about God, to get to know this God better, this God that we love and worship. The Bible is there to enable us to get to know him, to get to know his love, his loving kindness, to get to know more about him so that we can get to know him. And that's what we need to do, don't we, as Christians? Building that foundation, the more we get to know God and the more we get to know Jesus and allow Jesus into our life. That is how we build that foundation. Because, of course, the true word of God 
was Jesus, wasn't it? He was the true word of God. And everything we understand in the Bible must be understood through the light of Jesus and Jesus in our life. So we need to dig that foundation. We need to know, know for sure deep inside that we have a relationship with God, that we are a child of God, that we are part of our fa his family. He is our loving father. That's the foundation we need in, in our life. That's what we need to do when times are good so that when the bad times come, we have that knowledge. I was reminded the other day of um, my very first visit to Nepal, which was, I can't believe, over 20 years ago now. I can't believe it was that long ago. I remember it so well. And I remember while I was there on that first visit, I succumbed to the dreaded deli belly that you get when you're out there. And boy, I tell you what, I've never felt so ill in all my life. It hit me like a steam train. And I remember one night just being up all night in the bathroom. I tell you what, I was very grateful that we were back in Kathmandu at that time and not up in the mountains. So we did actually have a real bathroom. I dread to think what it would have been like otherwise. But we won't go there. Um, the next day, so the next day I sort of stayed in my room because I was feeling so bad. By the evening... I started to feel a little bit more human, so I thought I'll go down and join the others in what they were doing. And as I walked through the door, the guy who was leading the work in Nepal at that time said, Ah, oh, here comes a woman of God. And I said, Oh, I don't really feel like one at the moment. I really don't. And he said, Ah, oh, but that's when you need to know that you are. And even in my befuddled state at the time, I thought, yeah, that's true. That's a really profound statement. I will remember that. And that's what we need, don't we? We need to know deep inside of us that we are children of God, that we are part of his kingdom, that he is our loving heavenly father. So when those bad times come and we don't feel like it, we know it. When we feel that everything's against us, or when we feel maybe we've let God down, that we're failures, or we've let other people down, and we feel like, well, like failures, that's when we need to know deep inside that we are children of God. And so I just want to say to all of you here this morning, you are men and women of God. You are men and women of God. You need to know that. You need to know it for sure, deep inside of you, so that when those bad times come and when those times come where you don't feel like it, you know it. You know it for sure. That's the foundation we need in our lives, don't we, for those, those bad times. So then, finally, after all the digging... We need to start the building. So Jesus said, He who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. Now I know in reality those two things are both ongoing, but for the purpose of this illustration, I think the building is like the putting into practice, like the doing, as it were. So we have our relationship with God, that's our foundation but building the house, that's what other people see, isn't it? That's what they will see. So what are they seeing when they look at our houses? What do they see? Do they see God in us? Do they see that the love of God coming through us to them? Do they see a house that's hospitable and friendly? 
and willing to welcome people in. That's what we want, isn't it? So the more we experience the love of God for ourselves, the more we build that foundation, the more we can give that love out to other people. As we know the forgiveness of God, we can forgive other people. As we know the blessings of God, we can bless other people. That's what we want to do, don't we? We want to put into practice what we've received from him, what we've received from Jesus, and to give that out to others so that our houses are hospitable and welcoming and people can come to us, maybe come to us when they need shelter from the storm because they know that we can give that to them as well. So the building, I believe, is the outworking, the outworking of, of what we have learnt from God over the many years that many of us have been a Christian. And that's the bit that we want people to see. And of course, the other thing they will see, whether we like it or not, like it or not is what happens when the storm comes. They will see what happens to us and to our houses. So will our faith shine through when that storm comes? Will they see in us that our house is built upon the rock? And I just want to finish by actually paying tribute to some people in our congregation who don't think are here today, so I'm not going to mention any names, but I'm sure you can all think of some people like I can who are a shining example of this. They're, they're undergoing really heavy storms right now. We know some people in our, in our congregation who are undergoing some really heavy storms right now, and yet their house is standing firm because their faith is shining through because they've built their houses on the rock. So let's honour those people, because they're an example to us of that, that it works. It does work. <laughs> and, and, and none of us want to go through storms. We'd all much rather be in the sunshine. But we know that when it happens, that if our house is built on the rock, then our house will stand. So let's honour those people and remember those people and, and follow their example too in our own lives. And finally, I don't know if the children are ready yet, but as the children come back in a minute, let's pray for them that at their time of their lives that they too will come to know God as their rock, that they too will build, will dig that foundation into him while they're still young so that as they go forward, their houses will be shining examples too of what God has done for them and that they will be able to withstand any storms that come in their life, just as we do.